To see their faces after that shower was, I'll never forget that look in their eyes. You know, to be able to restore some human dignity back to our people. Um, and so we're just grateful that we were in a position to help. But like I said, this is a temporary, temporary solution to a much bigger problem. And so we're hoping that the powers that be will step up and do what's supposed to be done. That was the voice of Pastor James of Revival Time Tabernacle Church talking about finding temporary shelter for some of the asylum seekers who'd been living outside 129 Peter Street. Uh, Shocking images that came to light last week. They'd been there for several weeks, and they were resettled last night, in part helped by Mohamed Faki of Paramount Fine Foods, who donated over $20,000 and helped with the relocation to give them those showers and a warm place to sleep. We're joined now to talk about this by Reverend Alexa Gilmore. She is a community organizer, activist, a United Church minister, and a writer who penned a great piece in Broadview magazine about the homeless refugee crisis in Toronto illustrates Canada's broken promises. Welcome, Reverend. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, it's uh, it's great to have you also because you wrote this piece after spending every day last week with the newcomers at 129 Peter Street. What was that experience like? It's it's devastating to see the way Canada is treating uh, our asylum seekers. We have made a promise to them. We've signed on to the Convention on Refugees. Um, we've said that we would welcome them. And it seems that some of our asylum seekers, predominantly from African countries, are not being welcomed to in a way that is just or morally acceptable. When you say just or morally acceptable, uh, the the big issue everyone's talked about is is shelter. Do we have a moral responsibility to give shelter to anyone who needs it, who, who's not a citizen of Canada, mind you, who comes here looking for a better life? Does that moral responsibility extend to everyone who steps foot on our soil? Absolutely. Um, housing is a human right. We know that. We know we're in a housing crisis, and it's not just the asylum seekers that are, um, are are now facing that crisis, and uh, we have our homeless population in Toronto. But a shelter is absolutely part of the welcome, um, and I'm so grateful to the community, the leadership, uh, in particular the Black community that has stepped in, the leadership that Muhammad Faki has shown, um, Pastor James, to provide it. But this should be something that the city, the federal government, the provincial government should all be working on and should have been working on for, for, for years now. It's a crisis we knew was coming. Well, this crisis has been coming in part uh, because refugees have been coming in greater numbers through Roxham Road in Quebec. There's been a lot of controversy around that. And a lot of the refugees you're talking about um, from Africa, from Haiti that were in America, didn't want to stay. They used that portal to come in Quebec didn't like it. They, I mean, now things have been changed. The third safe country agreement's been changed, but a lot of them then left and came to Ontario. So I'm wondering, where does the responsibility ultimately lie? Like which level of government should be wearing this? Because there are three that are involved, but ultimately immigration is a federal issue. You're you're absolutely right. Um, Immigration refugees uh, are under the federal jurisdiction um, and the city is asking for funding from the federal government. Um, however, these individuals are arriving uh, that we're talking about at 129 Peter Street from Pearson Airport into our city. 
And we as a municipality also have a responsibility to provide shelter. And we did until June 1st. Uh, and on June 1st, the deputy mayor said our shelters are, are full, they're past capacity, which is correct. There's sometimes 200 people a night that are turned away. Uh, about a third of those in the shelter were refugees. And they made a decision um, that they would no longer be welcoming the refugees in, but instead asking the refugees to call the Canadian government. Um, and that that was a decision made on June 1st that led to the the people that showed up at 129 Peter Street, not knowing where to go and staying. So the city has a uh, responsibility in this as well, um, in that they put very vulnerable people on the street, uh, and it's uh, it's morally bankrupt to use refugees and asylum seekers to make a point or to put them in the middle of a funding dispute. So I think all three levels of government, in particular the federal government and the city, um, have a responsibility to resolve this as quickly as possible, which I hope will happen this afternoon. I have a lot of faith uh, that our political leaders are do want to serve, do want to see a better country, um, and so I'm optimistic. That, that this will get resolved, but it should never have happened. I have people outside um, who were standing up all night in the rain because they didn't have enough shelter on the tents that, that the mutual aid group had brought them. There's one gentleman who ended up in hospital with appendicitis and a surgery and had nowhere to be discharged. We've seen pregnant women. We've seen families with 9- and 13-year-old children. Is this Canada? This is an unacceptable way uh, to treat our brothers and sisters. It is it is heartbreaking, and living on the street is not something that we want for anyone in this country. Mm-hmm. Doug Ford was speaking earlier, and um, he said that it's a serious call out to the feds. And he talked about two things. I'd like your your opinion on both. We've talked a bit about shelter. He said the number one thing is shelter, but the second thing is also work permits because these folks want to work. What are your thoughts on his priorities and how those could be made to happen? Well, there is a system in place for that. I'm not a, uh, a an expert in um, settlement issues, but I know, having walked with a number of folks, that when when you get here um, and you get your legal aid certificate and you get uh, your claim in process, then you are uh, there is a pathway to work. There is a pathway to support, um, and so all those things are in place. And we know that refugees do extremely well um, in Canada uh, when they've got this this good start. And this last month has been the opposite of a good start. So um, I, I, I think that we do need to reassess the priorities, reassess the funding allocations, make sure that these individuals who we have um, welcomed and told that they can come to us if they are fleeing persecution, that they have that good start right from the beginning. Well, someone who's helping them get a good start, you mentioned Mohammed, Mohammed Faki, rather, and mm-hmm. as well as Black community leaders in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, government does as much as government can in many cases. Uh, you know, there, is, there isn't an endless supply of funding. The private sector and private individuals and faith groups, um, such as the church, also step up. Do we need a better mix of those two? to ensure people are taken care of? Is there a role for the private sector and faith communities that you would like to see played? There's always a role for every citizen in Canada to play. Um, 
the 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 issues though the complex issues of settlement support and legal support and ensuring shelter really do need to fall to uh, the government because that's where it can be um, organized and uh, most carefully and thoughtfully um, administered. Where faith communities, where um, individuals like Mohammed Faki can come into play are certainly in these moments where our safety net has failed people and we all need to step up in these moments and and provide that safety net shored up, but also hold government leaders accountable um, for making um, a more airtight sort of safety net for our individuals. Uh, and, and there's lots of ways along the way that we can support and do partnerships. But I think the lead still has to come from the, the government. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Reverend Alexa Gilmore is a community organizer, activist, and United Church minister and writer who spent time with the refugees and wrote a piece you can read in Broadview magazine. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you for having me. Take good care.